Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hey, sweet friend, a quick note about this episode, the intro and the outro that I recorded about the chat with Dana and me, well, the audio is a little bit off. I didn't use my typical microphone and you can tell, but the conversation between Dana and me, crystal clear. Okay, done with my note. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this new episode. I remember as a little girl, watching the old black and white episodes of I Love Lucy. It would be the summertime and my sister and I had been out playing all day and my dad would come home for for lunch and it was on TBS. My mom was a teacher so she was already home for this in the summer for with us. We loved as a family watching Lucy get herself into such predicaments and we would laugh out loud, belly laugh. But one of my favorite episodes is about the chocolate candy factory. I'm sure you've seen memes of this if you haven't actually seen the episode. It's where she and Ethel go and get very little instruction about how they are supposed to package these chocolate candies. And before long, the conveyor belt is out of control. It is moving too fast and Lucy and Ethel cannot keep up with the amount of chocolate candy coming down that belt. And so they begin just stuffing it everywhere into their uniforms, into their mouths before long, their cheeks look like chipmunk cheeks. And I bring that episode up because as a business owner, as a parent, a daughter, a friend, oftentimes life starts to feel that way. It just starts moving so fast and we just start trying to handle as much as we can and we realize that we're doing a pretty poor job of it. Well, this episode is about productivity. I've already said it, as a business owner, you're gonna have a lot coming at you. And that's just being a business owner. That's not even mentioning all the other aspects of your life. So I asked my dear friend, Dana Stone, she's a life coach, to come and talk to us about productivity. How can we get more done in less time? How can we we be more efficient? The funny thing is, is this conversation turns a lot to sleep. Dana began her entrepreneurial journey as a baby sleep coach. She's got a good story. I'm going to let her tell you that. So it's very, well, let me say this. It makes a lot of sense that when she starts talking about productivity, she cannot help but mention the importance of sleep. I learned so much from Dana in this episode, as I do with most of my guests. The great thing, though, about this episode is you can increase your productivity, hint, hint, your sleep, by starting like tonight. Dana gives tips that that we can use right now and start to see a change in how our minds and how our bodies function. And hopefully that change would happen pretty soon. Okay, without further ado, here is my conversation with Dana Stone. I hope you enjoy it. Dana Stone, I am so happy that you are here on this podcast today. Dana and I met several years ago at the Catalyst Center. Most cities have an entrepreneurial center, and Huntsville, Alabama's one of their centers is the Catalyst Center. It's a great organization, and Dana and I became friends there, and I was interested in starting a podcast a little over a year ago, and Dana was precious. In fact, this podcast came to be really due to Dana because she brought me and she's, she's got her own podcast and she brought me, she said, girl, let me show you what I have here and just gave me all kind of words of wisdom. So I so appreciate her and owe this podcast starting a lot to Dana Stone. So I want to tell her thank you. And then she also invited me about a year ago to be a member of a mastermind that she is the coordinator for. She is our leader unofficially, officially, 
and we love her dearly. And um, in fact, one of our other members, Jamie Klaus, did episode 44 about selling like an expert. And if you've not heard that, guys, you definitely need to listen to the episode, episode 44 with Jamie Klaus. Oh, she's so amazing. (laughs) Oh, she's so good, isn't she, Dana? Mm -hmm. But today is about productivity. And we've got to know how to sell ourselves, but we also have to know how to be productive in the little bit of time that we've got. So Dana is talking about productivity today, but before she gets to that part, I want her to introduce herself to you guys so that you understand why I invited her on other than her being a fantastic gal. So anyway, Dana, tell them about you and your business. Oh, I'm so, so excited to be here, Rachel. You know what? I actually forgot that it was the catalyst was how we met originally. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. Did I came like, I think I came to guest speak maybe at a, a session you were in, at or something. Yeah. I think maybe one of the mompreneur luncheons oh, that they okay, had. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Oh, you know what? That's so funny. Cause we have people come in and out of our lives and like, <laughs> I totally forgot that. And I am so blessed that you are part of my life now. And I am so excited. Like, I can't even remember like why it came to my mind. I was like, I'm doing a mastermind. Who do I want in it? So when I started that mastermind, I was like, I want five sharp, super sharp women to be in this mastermind with me. And we are going to hold each other accountable and we're going to take it to the next level. And then I started like, who are some sharp women that I know that want to make changes. And so I am so incredibly blessed and humbled and so glad that you decided to be part of that. Hey, I'm I'm glad to be a part of that group. I'm so glad. I'm glad to share you with my audience. I can't Uh-oh. wait for you to teach them of uh, all the things that about productivity that you often share in the mastermind too, that you lead us through. So nice. Well, tell them Dana. Yeah. Tell them about yourself. So I am the owner of rest assured consulting. And so I actually started as a, um, a baby sleep coach, actually. So I was very, very much a corporate girl. You know, I went, got my college degree. I started to work. You know, that was what I was supposed to do. Um, I actually always had that entrepreneur heart. And I dabbled in some side businesses. But, you know, I never felt like I had found my place. And so I just kept you know, trudging along. And then one day here I was four children deep and my youngest son was almost a year old. I was working full time. My husband traveled quite a bit for his job, but, um, I had not slept in about a year because my youngest son was a year old and had not slept a single night. And so I was miserable. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, can you just think back? And I I think we've talked about sleep struggles in the Mm -hmm. past. Right. Um, And honestly, I was from a standpoint, like sleep when you're dead. I don't have time Mm -hmm. for that right now. I I'm busy. I I'm climbing my corporate ladder. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the perfect mom. I'm the girl scout leader. I'm Mm -hmm. all the things. Right. And there I was falling apart. And I had to find some help because, you know, even though I wasn't a first time mom, there was something different about this time and Colton was different and he was struggling. And so I found help and suddenly entered my product. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I could be that resource for families. I could help them with that really difficult time. And I started my business. This is where my true entrepreneur journey started, mm-hmm. you know? So there's always that introduction. Yeah. I wanted more. <laughs> I, and I loved it. I loved working with kids, but then adults would ask, like their parents would be like, well, what can you do to help me? And I'd be like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just a one trick pony. That's all I got. And so I decided to do some certifications and do some more research. And I started to, to do sleep consulting for adults. And then as I dug in there, I realized like what's keeping adults up is what's happening Mm. during the day. Right. It's great. It's the, especially in, in the group that I'm, you know, the kind of the circle that I run the busy, um, not necessarily corporate or entrepreneur, just the busy working mom. And 
it was like, okay, well, this needs more on the life coaching side. And so I decided that that was kind of where it was leading me. So I got my life coach certification. Um, and since then, you know, I, I, I've started my entrepreneur, I've started um, Enneagram coaching. Um, so as a tool inside my life coaching yeah. business. And so that's what kind of took us here today. So all of the, the masterminding and the, um, the life coaching, and I just, I absolutely love it. And I love talking about sleep and productivity, like as a three on the Enneagram, anybody that knows it, anything about that, um, <clears throat> productivity, I don't waste time like that. that <laughs> that's the bottom line. I don't like to waste time. So I'm so excited to kind of be chatting. This is my jam, girl. I like to talk about this. Yay. Well, I'm so excited. That's why I asked you to be here because we just like the circles that you run in, the, the listeners here, the great listeners here are extremely busy and they're like you. They have a lot going on. Sometimes their business is multifaceted, just like yours. And so when we have time to work, we have to make it mm -hmm. well used. And that's what I want this episode to be about. I want it to be useful to them and then them to walk away with some tools. So I want to start with the question about batching. Mm -hmm. If you read any productivity books, you're going to come across that word batching. So I want you to give us a simple definition, mm -hmm. give us some real life examples about how batching our work is helpful. Yeah. So, you know, actually in the corporate world, I worked in the manufacturing um, capacity. Like um, a lot of what I was doing was uh, productivity in there. Like yeah. how can we get the most amount of units in the shortest amount of time so that we can reach these customers, um, the needs as fast as possible. And so I think a lot of batching comes from the benefits that are noticed like in the manufacturing process right because production is not continuous so there's changeover and there's batches like so you have resources that are at, at idle at times and so you're changing the tools or the ingredients or the employees something's changing in that right and so they found that if you group the like things group like with like you could go through um, you know, say a hundred units on, of the same thing, as opposed to doing 25 units of this thing, 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 just do it all the way through. And ultimately you're going to get more production done because you're not switching the lines. Mm -hmm. And I think really when we start batching things in our business, you know, it's that same concept because we think, you know, as, as business owners, parents, like all the things we think we're good multitaskers, mm, yeah. you know, but the truth is multitasking is quite difficult for our brains and mm -hmm. research suggests that multitasking actually reduces productivity by 40%. Whew. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. Yes. Uh, there's actually a multitasking um, activity and I actually what the introduction of my podcast, the very first episode, we talk about this multitasking activity and it basically proves that there's no such thing. Mm. You can't, your brain can't switch back and forth. And so you, uh, there is no such thing as multitasking. Your brain physically can't do it. The human brain cannot perform two tasks that require high level brain function at one time. So like low level stuff, like breathing and your heart pumping, those are all done at the subconscious level, but you cannot focus on two things at the same time. You're either focusing on this one or you're focusing on this one. You might be switching back and forth, but each time you do that, you are actually reducing your efficiency because your brain has to get back on track. Now, there was a study done um, at the University of California, um, Irvine, and it said that it actually takes an average of 23 minutes mm. and 15 seconds to get back on a task once you're like in the zone, right? You know that, you know that feeling. 
Oh, yes. Right. That you're jamming through, you are like, you're in the middle of writing or you're in the middle of like putting something together. Maybe you're working on your website or you're really getting stuff done. You're hammering mm-hmm. through it. Right. When your brain switches to a different activity, it's going to take that full 23 minutes to submerse yourself in that new activity. Right. Yeah, so when I totally believe it. Just work through and then switch and work oh, yeah. through. Right. Mm-hmm. So batching, basically you're grouping those, uh, those like activities so that, you know, for example, you might batch podcasts, right? You're kind of in yes. that mod m- mindset. And so instead of just doing, you know, carving out one hour this week, one hour next week, one hour the next week, maybe you set up a three hour block, you jam through all three of them. And now you, your work is done for the whole three weeks. The other thing that this does, um, so I kind of think about it as loop, like um, when you have a browser page, right? Mm-hmm. And you have all the different pages <laughs> open on your browser. Yes. Even though you're not actively working on one of them at the moment, there's only like the one that you're probably working on. All of those other ones are running in the background of the computer and they're eating up your CPU. Mm -hmm. right? Your memory and stuff. The same thing happens when you have all of these things subconsciously or consciously running in the background, they're pulling your energy. So if you could batch it, do all three hours on Tuesday of one week, and you don't have to think about it again, you have just cut so much of that energy suck instead of, okay, I know on Tuesday of next week, I'm going to have to be working on another podcast. What do I want that to be on? What do I want to talk about? What are we going to say? Um, is it going to be interesting? You know, all of those things and you, and you, you eliminate that with batching. Okay. So like, what are some things that you batch? Do you do any batching? Oh, yes. And I, mm-hmm. I, I love that question. I, for example, have learned to batch like email responses. Mm. I, and, and I don't even start the day off with it because that's the other thing too, as a writer and every business has something that really takes a lot of their brain width that I don't even start. So I start my tough stuff early in the morning before I've done anything else. So for me, it's writing. But then, so emails, I may not touch until eight or nine o'clock in the morning for the first time. And so then I go through there, look at them and respond. And then I really try hard to stay out of my emails until I know that I have another time in the day where I can read and respond if needed. That has helped me tremendously as far as batching, because I know that for a long time, I would just keep my emails up kind of all day. And Mm -hmm. so, like you said, even if you don't respond, your Mm -hmm. browser was a great example. Even if you don't respond, but you see the notification comes in, come in, or you hear the ding, you have taken away some of your brain power to just look at it. And that loop is running. It doesn't stop, right? Yes. Literally just running in the background. So um, you're right. And you know, what I like to do is batch like, um, so like if I was going to have a customer facing meeting, I like to do those kind of talks on the same day. And and this is kind of even more on the personal side. That way I only have to get dressed and pretty and makeup and everything one time for that one day where I'm doing all like the, oh, these are all my zoom calls. They're all on this day. Right? No, I'm not. Dana, I love that. And I'm not laughing at you because Dana and I have similar businesses or or similar uh, sides of our business where we are going to be on Zoom calls with people. And I am exactly like you. I batch my face-to-face meetings because in my head, it is more productive for me to get ready and look pretty two or three days a week. And then one or two days a week, don't laugh. I'm sharing something out loud that I don't normally share is I call them no meetings, whatever. So it may, it may be a no meeting Thursday. And that means for me, you know, I, I'm going to put on clean sweats and stuff, but I'm not doing my makeup. You, um, you wake up and you put on clean PJs. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and, but it saves me time in the long run because mm-hmm. I, I don't have to have my hair and makeup fixed. And um, so I agree with you. That's a great example of batching. And it may be an embarrassing example of batching for you and me, but those of us that work at home, and there's a lot more of us now that do due to COVID, Mm -hmm. um, 
there's you a tip of batching. <laughs> yes. <all> possible. <laughs> it's a it's a game changer. Batching is a game changer. It really is. And then you start to put up boundaries and you say, you know what, these are the things that these are the kind of activities that I'm going to do in this time frame. Um, and you just start grouping them together. That's a that is a great example too. I like what you said. It does then help to lead to boundaries. When you do start to realize, when you acknowledge that my brain truly, number one, cannot multitask. And Mm -hmm. so therefore I'm actually wasting time by pretending that I can go back and forth, back and forth. And you say, I'm going to batch. And you really do. I'm telling you, Dana and I can definitely testify to this. If you will choose two or three aspects of your business and try it, you will be so surprised at how much more you do get accomplished. I was just Mm -hmm. speaking with a client um, about writing something that she was writing. And I say, look, I batch my social media writing. Mm-hmm. I That's a great one. Down, to batch. I sit down and do all of my writing for a week within on one day, because that's something then I don't have to think about rest of the week. And, um, and it's a certain type of that, that requires a certain type of brain power to write for social media versus engaging with somebody on social media. Those are two different ways of using social media and they do not require the same type of brain power. So right. And that you kind of talk a little bit different, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that's another thing too. You kind of get your brain in that mode. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of think different when say you're writing a blog post versus mm-hmm. maybe a social media post mm-hmm. versus, you know, maybe a podcast, like mm-hmm. interviews, show notes or whatever it is that you're doing. You kind of have to think in that frame. Yeah, right. That discord it, it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you. Okay. So those are great examples. I'll tell you another thing that a lot of photographers um, talk about and my good friend, Gary, Ann, you know, she does a lot of photography with the Kia and co is batching your photographs. So even if you're not paying a photographer, but you yourself need product photographies or uh, pr- product photos, you're not taking a picture every single day. Mm-hmm. You're taking lots of pictures one day and then you're going right. to use those throughout that's a really easy example because you're not getting out your equipment you're not getting out your um staging things but one time that week versus mm-hmm. five different times that week you know so yeah. that's an easy real life example okay so let me ask you this we've already talked about the fact that you are a life co- coach and a sleep coach and it's really interesting to me that you found those two kind of go together especially mm-hmm. for us adults what advice do you share with your clients about sleep that's going to make them more productive? Now, this is a loaded mm-hmm. question. I know there's a lot of stuff you could share. So I'm going to let you well, frame it. You know, you sleep, sleep and productivity are best buds, right? They yeah. are best buds. So without adequate sleep, like we have difficulty concentrating, learning, communicating like you 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 actually start to have memory lapses as a result of sleep deprivation so you also um (laughs) (laughs) you also diminish your ability to problem solve so you're not as creative it kills it absolutely kills your creativity um not only that but of course it increases your stress levels and your emotional reactivity right all of that just because you chose to get up early or go to sleep late and didn't give yourself time to adequately sleep, right? So if we were talking about what, okay, so what is adequate sleep, right? So that's kind of the next big thing. Um, You know, seven to eight hours is really, really, truly needed. Um, There was a study that was done um, and they had two control groups. One group was able to sleep four hours straight. The other group was able to sleep eight hours, but every two hours they were woken up and asked a series of questions. And so all night long, every two hours, they were woke up. Um, Ultimately, at the end of the study, they found that the two groups functioned the same way. So it's not just about the quality quantity of sleep. It's also Mm -hmm. about the quality. You have to have that 
non-interrupted consolidated sleep because your body is actually working as a housekeeper during the night and it is cleaning up things. Um, <laughs> if I went all sleep geek on you, you can actually see in brain scans where there is like this move from short-term memory. So it's in this prefrontal cortex and they move it back into long-term memory. So as you're sleeping, like file transfers on a computer, it is literally being moved from here to the back. And if it doesn't get moved, it just get washed away. Those memories don't stay. Wow. I'm glad you went sleep geek right there because I'm jotting notes. That's yes. scary. Yes. And now, so the adenosine will build up in our body and that's what puts sleep pressure on us. Okay. Cause everything in our body is like chemically and hormonally driven, right? Mm -hmm. Like even when we wake up in the morning, like the sun is coming in and telling us it's time to wake up and start another day. You've got hormones that are being released like cortisol and all the things that are functioning your body. And so this adenosine, it builds up, it puts this sleep pressure on us and caffeine actually blocks those receptors. So it gives us this false impression that we're not as tired as we actually are. So the adenosine is still there. The chemicals are still there. It just blocked it and it made it to where we don't feel it at the moment. And so we have, um, we actually have the amygdala. Okay. So this is the emotion center of the brain. And so when we're sleep deprived, the body starts to divert resources for our survival, right? Our body says, I want you to survive. What do we need to do to get you to survive? Like that's its whole job, right? Yeah. And so when you're sleep deprived, the connection between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. So this is where our higher level functioning, like problem solving, like the ADHD affects this portion of the brain, right? So okay. when you can't read somebody um, or you're hyperactive, like think of all the things that happen with hyperactivity. Mm -hmm. um, it's also happens because of sleep deprivation. So, mm. um, but the body starts to divert those resources. And so this connection between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, it breaks down. And so if we don't have that connection, the, the, the amygdala just kind of goes into super overdrive and our emotions are left to run like wild. And so now you remember when you were a little bit sleep deprived and something mm -hmm. that your kids did that kind of grated on your nerves a little bit when you're not sleep deprived. Now it's like, oh, I can't believe yeah. you just that and you just blow up and it's a little bit more than you really thought that you should probably mm -hmm. do you kind of regret mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um that is totally because the amygdala went wild and it's mm -hmm. not controlling those emotions as well just because you're sleep deprived wow okay <laughs> so so with all of that to say if your emotions are left wild and you are not able to to check yourself how are you going to be productive? How are you going mm. to problem solve? How are you going to do all those things that you're expecting your body to do for you if you're not giving it the, the housekeeping and the resources that it needs? Okay. So that is how I see it affecting pro productivity. And, and I totally agree. You have completely convinced me here uh, because <laughs> so you go to sleep, I, Rachel. <laughs> I, I know, and and I'm also a caffeine issue. My you lean, she leaned in. She knows it already, and she's like, and caffeine mm -hmm. can totally blocks that the chemicals that tell us that we're we're exhausted. So you know the group that you're talking to, a bunch of entrepreneurs that have that are juggling way too many too many hats. Mm -hmm. And I already know, I was point blank. I asked Dana in, um, earlier in an email, I said, I'm going to ask you this question, Dana, on air, you know, on podcast, do you yourself always get enough sleep? And you knew the answer, right? <laughs> because, <laughs> like I, I, I'm no saint, right? And just because I know better. So the, what happens is the guilt rides me a little bit more mm -hmm. because here's the truth. 
I know what I'm doing to myself when I do Mm -hmm. it. And so sometimes ignorance is bliss, but no, I mean, honestly, now we talked a little bit about my, you know, I told you I used to be like sleep when you're dead kind of girl. Um, But what that leads to is like this physical, mental, emotional crash, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was a point in my life that my body was so sick from not sleeping that it was difficult for me to even function in like an office setting. Okay. So if we're, if we're being completely open and honest, like one of the very first systems that sleep deprivations starts to hit is your digestive system. Okay. So remember I told you it does this really great job of reallocating resources. And it says, you know what? I don't really need to be working on digestion. That does not seem to be like a life critical thing at the moment. So I'm going to go spend time over here and over here and work on your heart and different things like that. So your energy isn't going where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. It goes on detour. And so things like IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, they are gut issues. They are the first things to show up when you're sleep deprived. Okay. So, you know, those all nighters. So I, I, I was so bad about doing this. Like when I was having to travel, I would go out of town and you know, those early flights are always like the cheapest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I would get these 4am flights. Well, I have to leave the house by like 4 a.m. to get to the okay. airport, right? And I would have left all of my packing till the night before, and I'm up until midnight packing, right? Mm-hmm. But I know I'm going to have to get up at 4 a.m. to get on this flight. And I would almost miss, I don't know how many times this happened, but I would literally almost miss the flight because I couldn't leave the bathroom. Gosh, Dana. Yeah. And, and that was your... Yeah, that was your body not allocating resources and energy to what should have been handled. Absolutely. And it was saying, hey, you need sleep. Really what it was like, help, help, please just rest. Can you stop pushing 90 to nothing right now? I really need you to rest for just a minute. You know, it's like it kind of forces you. Like what happens when you get sick, sick? That's true. You're like, you're bed, you're down. Like mm-hmm. you get a cold or something, your immune system is shot and you get a cold and you're down. Mm-hmm. So honestly, you had asked me this, like, wh- how do I know when it's happening? Right. Because there, it, it happens so sneakily, right? There's like, oh, I'm going to stay up. And we're like watching this series on Netflix and I really want to watch it. And okay, well, we'll just stay up a little bit later after the kids go to bed, it'll be fine. And we'll just keep on going. But typically the first thing I notice is that I'll have trouble getting up in the mornings for my, to, to do my morning workout. Okay. Like that's kind of like the, the first sign. And it says, I I usually don't skip it. If it's getting real, real bad, I'll skip it. But what happens is that it pushes the time. Whereas I would have tried to do it before I took the kids to school, it would be after. And then now it's taking the place of time where I really wanted to spend like meditation or journaling or something else that kind of helped me get set for the day. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of starts to spiral. Right. And I start to get short with the husband and I get short with the kids. And I just, I don't feel like myself. So let me ask you this then, because I know that there are people listening that are going to be like, yeah, yeah, I get this. This is me every single day. And you're a sleep coach and you struggle with this. And that once again, that's nothing. Most of us, even a subject that you know a lot about doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that we always follow through. So we don't blame you here. We understand that you're human. How do you get yourself back on track? Do you have a couple of tips for when you're noticing the fact that you are not wanting to get up and get to your workout, mm-hmm. or you notice that you're very um, short with people, or we now know that for some people, and when you're super sleep deprived, it's going to show up in your digestion digestion as well. How do you get yourself back on track? Mm-hmm. So one of the first things I will typically do, and if you don't have it one set for every night is set an alarm 
that tells you when you need to be heading to bed. Now we all have a bedtime routine or you should have a bedtime routine. Like typically with me, like I'm going to go and I'm going to wash my face and I'm going to brush my teeth. Then I'm going to get on the left side of the bed with the fan on and my socks off. Like it's very like, if any of those things don't happen, like sleep is not going to come very well for me. But so if I know how long that routine is, then I know that I need to be heading to bed by this time. Right. And I need, sometimes maybe I need a reminder. Maybe I need something that says ding, 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 bedtime, ding, 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 bedtime, you know, and don't just ignore it. Like you need to be committed. You have to get really clear on why is it that you feel like crap all the time? Is it because you need more sleep? So let's focus on getting the sleep that you need. Now, like me personally, I, I really function best if I can get into bed around 10. Um, you know, between 10 and 11 is, is usually my target. If I'm, if I'm wanting to get up at six and start my day, I try to be in the bed by 10. Okay. If it's when I'm in a, usually weekends and stuff, we don't have to start as early and we might, um, sleep in until seven or so those nights are closer to 11. Right. If I know, but it gives me my full eight hours. Right. So I've, so based on when you have to get up in the morning, you need to back that up and then you need to give yourself enough time for that bedtime routine. Okay. Okay. So, um, what, and and then also I get, I, me and my husband, we have a very, very open relationship. We, we try to talk about things and I'll just tell him, you know what, this staying up late and watching shows or whatever it is that we're doing to fill our time. Like it's, it's starting to hurt me like physically. Yeah. I can feel that I'm headed down the spiral. And so we'll talk about, okay, well then we need to make sure. So he kind of ha- helps as an accountability partner, because mm-hmm. when I'm going to sleep, he's usually going to sleep and mm-hmm. you know, my eight hours are the same as his eight hours. And so he needs to be sleeping too. And so if you have that accountability partner and you guys are both bought in, you know, it helps because sometimes we're like, no, I just want to finish just one more Mm -hmm. episode. It'll be fine. No, no, we need to turn it off. We need to go. Um, Now for us, that also translated into, you know, sometimes maybe we don't watch the whole episode of whatever it is we're watching. Mm -hmm. Right. This was a big shift because, you know, I don't know why it was stuck in my head that I literally, if I sat down to watch a movie, I need to watch all two hours. (laughs) Right. Like I need to, I need to see the completion. I need for my, for my life to function. I need to know what (laughs) happened to the characters in this story. But if you finish watching it the next night, does anything change with the characters? Mm Mm-mm. No, it's probably still the same outcome uh, because it was recorded, you know, previously. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Um, And so that was a really big shift that we had to make. Like, even if it was a 45 minute episode, but we only had 20 minutes until we need to be in bed. Well, heck, either don't start it or start it and watch 20 minutes. That's totally fine. You know, that's that's funny. You said that my husband has been doing that long before it was cool. Before you said it was cool and I gave him such a hard time about it. And he is, he kind of calls that like, that's his superpowers to be able to like stop mid movie, mid TV show. And I'm like, I, I, my natural tendency is like, I can't wait till tomorrow. I just want to see it. But you're right in the long term of our, of happiness or whatever, our family is going to function better. And my mm-hmm. business and his work is going to function better if we just hold off the other 20 minutes tomorrow. And my, our extended family even laughs at us because we can turn a two-hour movie into mini-series. That's what we call it. We're yes. like, we're yes. working on it. We'll be finished I love it. Friday. <laughs> no, I love it. I love turning it into a mini-series, like for real. Now your two-hour your two-hour show has turned into this week-long event right yeah kind of makes it a little bit more special well it does and we've been doing it for so long that I'm just used to his ways now mm-hmm. and but he for he learned a long time ago in his life that sleep was extremely important to him and I will say that for some reason I feel like and I could be completely wrong because there's a lot of men that don't get enough sleep as well 
But I will say that for some reason, that's a burden that a lot of times we moms take upon ourselves. We're like, yeah, but if we don't stay up and get it done, it will never be done. And sometimes we have to look at and check, is it really something that has to be done? Or is it something that we as moms have said, this has to be done this way. And I'll tell you a third thing I'm learning too. My boys are eight and six now, and I, I know you're experiencing this as well. There's also a lot of things that I do that my boys are old enough to train to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things that I'm staying up to do or that I'll get up early to do that just, no, they're yeah. starting to be old enough to do certain things or and they can help you for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like my kid, I don't, I don't empty the dishwasher anymore. Like that, <laughs> that's totally that I that ship has sailed they come home from school every day and they empty the dishwasher now do they sometimes get things in the wrong places yeah probably so but it's fine it's okay I still load it you know we haven't passed off of that job but for sure mm-hmm. there are tons of things that they can do to help you and you know what sometimes all you have to do is speak up and tell your spouse that you need some help and they'll step up too don't try. We, we do don't, how, how do you feel like, no, this is my responsibility. I need to be taking care of the family. I need to do all the things and be all the things to all the people. That's true. And that's, and that's really scary because ultimately, even those of us that are raising our children and our grandchildren and nieces and nephews, neighbors, children, Mm -hmm. we don't want to raise them to marry somebody in a assume that who they marry has to handle everything. Like we really do want to train them to marry somebody that is going to take care of themselves and value mm-hmm. themselves enough to say, no, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I think you know what? Sleep. sleep is more important today. <laughs> I choose me. Yep. There is a bunch of dirty laundry over there, but tonight is not the night. <laughs> it's not going to happen tonight. Okay. So Dana, I love the fact that you went sleep geek. I think it's what you called it. I, I needed to hear this. I need to hear the science behind it because um, as business owners, I do think that we get so wrapped up in thinking, not just as mamas, but even as business owners, nobody can do it like I can do it. And if it doesn't get done, it'll never get done. Mm-hmm. And this is the most important thing going right now. So you help to pull the curtains back about what's really going on in our body when we're not getting enough sleep. And that ultimately, like you said in the introduction, ultimately affects your productivity and affects your life. So I want you to conclude by telling us where can they find you, Dana? Well, I hang out a lot on Instagram these days. So at the Dana Stone, you can also find me at liveandrest.com. Um, that'll give you links to basically everything, to the life coaching, to the baby sleep, to the winning at the mom life podcast. Um, you can get to all of those things from live and rest. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. That is the website that kind of is the shell for the sleep and Mm -hmm. the life coaching. And like she said, she does have a podcast. Tell them the top, the name of the podcast one more time. It's called winning at the mom life. So we kind of talk about all the subjects and we basically dig into that, trying to be all the things to all the people, but you know what you get to design the life that you want. Nobody else can put that upon you. You can choose the life that you want and then you just have to live it. So that's what the podcast is all about. Definitely encourage moms and dads to go and listen to that, to that podcast. Okay, Dana, you know, Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. I've always told you, thank you for your help of getting this podcast starting, uh, started. I'm so proud of you. And well, I appreciate you. I've got people in my life like you. I just want to tell you, thank you. I'm glad that you're here today. Okay. Yes, my pleasure. It's me, Rachel, again. I so enjoyed that episode with Dana. And as I said in the intro, it didn't go exactly how I had planned it. I'm so glad it didn't. See, I know the importance of sleep, but like you, and even like Dana, as a sleep coach, she was very honest and transparent with us. We sometimes forget to use it in our lives how important it is and so that brings me to the first takeaway I've always known that sleep and how our body functions are closely related but I needed that reminder she gave us some really good examples about how our body 
does not fun function properly without great sleep. Most of us subscribe to that attitude of I'll sleep when I'm dead because we don't want to miss a moment of our beautiful, wonderful, busy life. But if our body is not functioning correctly, then we can't really enjoy our beautiful, busy life. So I appreciate that reminder by Dana. It was much needed for me and maybe for you. Takeaway number two. She and I were talking about batching, the importance of batching. And she gave us a startling statistic that it takes 23 minutes for our brains to get focused again on the task that we were doing prior to being interrupted. I don't know about you, but I can see that happening in my life. There are times that I never get back to that level of focus before I was interrupted. And so therefore, that particular task takes me forever to finish or it doesn't get done that day. That leads to the importance of batching and even to the importance of when you are going to batch those tasks. Let me give you an example. I hear from a lot of my clients and fellow colleagues about social media and how they can't stand writing for social media. And I admit, it's not my favorite thing to write for in my own business as well. But we all agree on the importance of having a presence on at least one social media platform. So what I've started doing recently and have started teaching my clients to do, so I'm gonna share it with you as well, is to choose one day a week, maybe two if you know that you can't block off enough time for me, I block off anywhere from about 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And I write all of my social media at one time. See, writing from scratch, meaning writing with just some ideas or a blank computer screen. Let's be honest, sometimes we don't even have the ideas. So that takes a lot of brain function. It takes a lot of focus. That's different writing than when you are simply proofing something or revising something before you send it out. So if you have an email already written and you're about to send it and you say, oh, let me reread this really quickly, that's a different type of brain focus than when you say, I haven't written anything for social media this week and now I need to do it. So what I started doing is sitting down and writing all of my social media on one day possibly two if for some reason I couldn't block off enough time that morning. And I'll tell you this, I do it early in the morning when I have my good brain cells. Now there, there's a scientific term for you right there, good brain cells. But you know what I mean. I do it early in the morning before I have already had to make 400,000 decisions that day. No one else is up. And so I come straight into my office with a nice hot cup of coffee and I sit down to write those three or four posts for social media and I do it when I am the freshest so maybe early in the morning is not the freshest for you or maybe after you go for a walk or a run or do your yoga maybe then you find yourself to be the freshest then but the point that I'm making is that I batch that type of writing activity Writing it every single day or right before you want to post will wear you out. And it's requiring, it's taking your brain from, let's say, that you were packaging products that you're about to send out, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap, I have not written my social media for today. Let me sit down and do it. You are shifting your brain into a different type of thinking, which is going to wear you out and require even more focus then had you sat down and have written your social post all at one time. In fact, I have a very close friend that she writes her social posts for the entire month in one fell swoop. Now for me, I can't do that. It doesn't work out for me. That's overwhelming to me, but I can sit down on a Monday or Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday morning, block off 45 minutes to an hour and a half and write two to four posts for that week and then later on if I need to go back and proof it or revise it a little bit 
I'm willing to do that right before I post it. That's a different level of focus than starting from scratch every single day or every day that you want to post on social media. So quick tip or maybe quick suggestion of what I'm doing in my life and what I'm teaching my clients to do as well because it does allow us to batch that task and it allows us to put it at a time of day when we're freshest, when we can really give to that task the good brain cells that's needed. Okay, and the last tip that I want to share with you is setting an alarm to get ready to go to bed. Is that not such a smart, brilliant idea? We set alarms throughout the day for all kinds of stuff. But I admit, I've never thought about setting an alarm as a reminder to start getting ready for bed. It's smart. It's needed. It's a good way to put the right kind of pressure on myself to prioritize my sleep and the routine that it takes in order for me to go to sleep. I love that and something that I can use right now tonight to improve my sleep. Okay, I'm about to wrap this wrap this episode up. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate it or review it wherever you listen to podcasts. As a small business owner, you know the power of rating and of ratings and reviews. And last, if you have not gotten clear on who your ideal customer is, it is time. You want to talk about productivity? We waste all kinds of time writing and talking to and thinking about our business when we don't know exactly who it is that we're selling to. When we get really clear on who it is that we want to attract to our business, then we can get really efficient at doing that. Head to my site, inspiretoengage.com forward slash online courses to grab this digital course. Guess what? It's two hours. I'm telling you, it's efficient itself too. It was designed for busy entrepreneurs. It's also a whole $20, $19.99 to be exact. Once again, head to my site, inspiretoengage.com, online, online courses, I'll get it out, and this will help you be more efficient in your business because you're going to be clear about who it is that you want to attract. Okay, I will talk to you next episode. Have a wonderful day. Bye.